1: It's chris brother. That's a great question. Look at you, man, with nice the powerful you. questions. <laughs> Woo! This
0: is the Chris Van Vleet Show. Chris Van Vleet
1: Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Van Vliet! Gotta love that intro there from Justin Roberts. What a voice. Welcome to the Chris Van Vliet Show. So great to have you with us today. We're chatting with a man who I had the pleasure of being a guest on his podcast recently. Ryback hosts conversation with the big guy, which I highly recommend, especially the episode that I was on. Uh, You'll see in this interview that Ryback is an incredibly well-spoken, articulate guy, just a smart dude, very different from what we saw on TV. Uh, Before we get to that chat, though, the Chris Van Vliet Show is brought to you, as always, by Green Roads. And I know you've heard a lot about CBD. Uh, For me, it's been a game changer. Green Roads has the best ingredients because they're a pharmacist-founded company that's focused on making the lives of their customers better. Their CBD oil, gummies, tea, cream, capsules, all their other products are the real deal. And they even have CBD oil for pets. So you can get that for Fido. Or whatever your dog's name is. Use my code CHRIS15 for 15% off your order of CBD products at greenroads.com. The CVV show also brought into your ears from the mics and cables and mixers from Samson Technologies. They have very affordable audio solutions and their headphones that I'm wearing are top of the line. SamsonTech.com is where you can see their entire lineup. So I had been talking with Ryback for a while. We've been DMing and texting to try to schedule this interview and make it happen. And since he lives in Las Vegas, it made perfect sense to do it when I was there for Double or Nothing. He's told me several times since we released this interview on YouTube that it was the most important interview he's ever done. And honestly, as a massive wrestling fan myself, having him say that is so humbling and such high praise. So Ryback, if you're listening... First of all, I hope you are listening, Ryback. Uh, Thank you. And uh, I hope that when you listen, everyone who's not Ryback, uh, that you appreciate this and you can see why this was so important to him. So without further ado, here we go. My conversation with the big guy, Ryback. Do Do I look super small? Sitting. Do I look super big? Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to not make you look big. You're a pretty big guy yourself. I'm not the big guy, though. But you are a big guy. Not the, but
0: a. I'll be There's a many. big guy, and you can be the big I'm guy. I'm very happy with that, Chris.
1: So I'm in uh, Las Vegas, obviously, for Double or Nothing. I, I know that you live here, so I knew we yes. had to make this interview happen. You actually drove to the Strip and came to us for this. I do, and I don't like to go out,
0: Chris, but uh, this is a very special occasion. I got all dressed up for you. You did! And also, like I mentioned, to outdo Heel Ziegler (laughs) and my good friend, Dolph Ziegler, uh, who uh, has done many interviews with you, I believe. Yeah, so
1: So many interviews. Uh, I feel very underdressed, though. That was what I was going for. Well, you, I, you've succeeded. I don't get to wear suits very often. I'm
0: typically wearing my Feed Me More Nutrition gym clothes and uh, attire everywhere I go. So much so that a guy that did some work at my house, he knew me from the gym. Hey, and not he did, from wrestling? Not for, but he, he, no, he knew me from, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> just,
1: just from working You're the big out. guy from the gym, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, that,
0: that silly guy. He uh, did some work for my podcast room. And he, I think it's great, a guy like you, of your caliber, you just... You just wear everyday regular clothes. But all he's ever seen me, at was at the gym and I'm, what was I supposed to wear? And, uh, Right. so I throw on a suit here, get some pictures for Instagram later and, uh, Perfect. for the IG, for the gram.
1: Maybe I can get one or two of your million followers to follow me. Uh, you never know. Yeah, your Instagram is, it's a very interesting place. I've changed my whole outlook on social media, Chris. I've realized that I'm a very
0: positive guy, but I get very, I get angry at times. <laughs> That's not a gimmick? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh... I was looking at it, I was focusing on the negatives a little too much, which is very easy to do. Sure. And I realized Gary Vaynerchuk, I'm big, I love Gary Vee. And he had reached out years ago to me and he just said, keep doing what you're doing. And I was on a plane, true story. And this is after my book came out and I'd left WWE. And I go, are you fucking with me? And uh, he goes, no, he goes, you're on your way. And I didn't at the time really understand it, it was a huge compliment coming from a guy of like course. that, who I've been able to reach out to. But I realized I have this we have millions of people worldwide that that know me and follow me that like me, and I was focusing on the the minority that don't and Gary's always always putting out social media is the greatest thing ever, the greatest thing ever, and it is, mm-hmm. but I was looking at it of all these negatives, and I just something just finally I woke up and it clicked, and I was just like, how can I motivate, enrich or enable somebody today mm. and I started using social media and in a positive light and feeling a million times better about it, rather than going on there and feeling bad, yeah. it was making me feel good. Yeah. And that just was recent. And I've been much more active in my engagement shot up and because it went, it tanked for a little bit. Yeah. And that was my, my fault because it was my outlook on social media. So just little things like that, man, it's a game changer. So it's great to be able to go on there and interact with my fans now doing Instagram Lives every day, doing my morning cardio, my hour and a half cardio, trying to get back in shape here and it's- uh... <laughs>
1: Trying to get back in shape. <laughs> if you've seen anything that Ryback's posted on Instagram, you're, you're ripped at almost 300 pounds.
0: It is, it is I'm heavy, but and it's, I'm very thankful because it's, it's been a journey here and, uh, and I left WWE and my health took a turn for the worse and it was bad when I was there and- uh, What
1: specifically happened?
0: so on that end i so i was hurt when i was there and and again there's a lot of good a lot of good there and stuff but i i always try to just tell the truth on everything that's gone on and my last two years there i started getting really bad back pain shoulder pain and uh, i was given cortisone in my shoulder joint regularly unfortunately um i was told that i'd be all right i believed it i have to take the blame on that i believed it and it ate away all my cartilage in my shoulder joint. Wow. All of it, not just some of it, all of it. So uh, essentially getting full-blown arthritis in my shoulder. Uh, so I was dealing with that and I started noticing that my last year really, really bad in my back. Um, I had real bad pains in my back and I was given Toradol almost for the last probably year consistently, which is a pay- covers up a lot of pain and, and a lot of people use it uh, there. And I was told it's safe. And it, and it is, I guess, relatively harmless as far as not using it long term or anything of that nature. But it was covering up a lot of my pain. And uh, towards the end there, and I've talked about this, I wanted to let my contract run out. And I was threatened. I was told they're going to um, job me out, pull me off TV and fire me. That was just straight up exactly what I was told. After being there my entire life, I just said, Nope. And uh, who
1: is it that delivers that? Mark
0: specifically okay. was the one that delivered that. Uh, and I'd had meetings with Hunter and Vince already many times at that point. I was just unhappy. I wanted just, I wanted just to get away. And once that was the tone that came back at me, it was like, I'm not, you're not ruining this. Mm. And I left, went and got MRIs done. I needed, I was told. So imagine being, I think I was 34, just turning 35. And I was told I needed a five-disc back fusion, my L1, two, three, four, and five, and I needed a full-blown shoulder replacement. Like you're 80 years old. Like I'm 80 years old. Yeah. So and so in my mind, when I left, I got my ear and nose fixed. I could never breathe through my nose. I could uh, never hear out of my left ear from a ruptured eardrum my first year in res- wrestling and a broken nose my first year. So I was just I wanted to get my health in line. And I thought my back and shoulder would have uh, healed on their own it went the opposite way where I could wake up in the morning, I'd fall to my knees and I was like, what is going on? I finally, cause as wrestlers and every wrestler knows this, you're kind of afraid to go get an MRI and mm. different things. Cause you don't really want to know how hurt you are, yeah. which is something I think is, as a pro wrestler, I think you should get it done every once or twice a year on things that are injured because these injuries are going to show back up later in life. And, and, they, and we've seen it with the older wrestlers. Yeah. Not. And, uh, it was something, man, it, uh, it was scary. And I, luckily, with all of this, I was like, I was, do I go get my back fused and get my shoulder replaced? Because I was in tremendous pain and I didn't want to get addicted to pain pills. I didn't, I've never gone that route. And uh, I didn't know what to do. So I, my, my chiropractor, God bless him. He just said, you know, there's this guy in Vegas doing stem cells mm-hmm. and he's done some of the UFC guys. And uh, it's a Nevada spine clinic. I made an appointment, went down. He happened to actually be a wrestling fan, which was pretty cool and all that. And I'm pretty much been a test subject for him. I've had more stem cell procedures than he knows that has been done on anyone. I've had 11 procedures so far. Wow. Four on my back, seven on my shoulder. I got two more in the summer in July, but I'm nearly almost all better.
1: So if it was a percentage, how, how much of a percent are you healed? So I would
0: say now, as of recently, and doing different rehab work, I would say I, th- I think I'm probably I'm over eighty percent. Okay. I would say eighty to eighty-five percent.
1: Do you want to get back into the ring?
0: Absolutely. And I think it's something. Um, I'm very happy with what I'm I'm doing now. And I never I never wanted to leave wrestling. I left in my prime, and it was not not it wasn't something I wanted to do. Yeah. But something inside of me was screaming to get out, and luckily I did. If I if I would have stayed there, and they told me probably another six months, the back my disc, I caught it just in time that if I would have not got it when I did, they wouldn't have been able to regrow my disc. So I was getting, I had atrophy all down my right side. I had atrophy all in my arm from the shoulder. And uh, I've got a glimpse into old age and we live in amazing times and it's not something, this is, health just took over for me, where I was like, I wanna be healthy as much as possible. And I've always pushed myself extremely hard and I want to once again. But now I just see things in a little bit of a different light, and yeah, I was telling you down there, like I look at wrestling now, and I view wrestling like fighting that you see these fighters they fight two or three times a year, and it's special and whatnot I was like i don't I don't want to wrestle five days a week i think I think there's too much wrestling now when I think wrestlers, and I think for protecting your brand and it's just I'm thankful for everything and the way it all worked. But I just look at it a little differently now yeah. than I did in the past. And
1: Well, I was just on your podcast. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on yeah. the show. And I think a lot of people might not even know that you have a, a podcast. Yeah,
0: conversation with the big guy Ryback. Right yeah. And, and I appreciate you coming on. All right.
1: I'm super grateful for the opportunity. You're very open and you speak very honestly yes. there. And you just had a, an episode last week with Raj Geary from Wrestling Inc. Yeah. And you spoke really openly about how uh, the travel in WWE is just ridiculous.
0: Yeah. But that's what it is,
1: and I think there's
0: some people, how they they view it. Just giving my experience when I was there and what it is, and there are a lot of dangers with it and the guys and being on the road, and once you get inside those walls, as I said, you figure out what it is really quickly, and you either sink or swim, and you adapt, and it's like wrestlers, and I've always said this in interviews in the past, you take great pride actually doing that Mm -hmm. because it toughens you up, but it's not something you're thinking about, how is this going to affect me down the road? when I'm not there anymore and they're not covering my health insurance, because I'll tell you, you're going to be the one covering it the way the current system is. And it's a very scary thing. And the, I just, I feel just being honest, I've been honest from day one yeah. and people will respect and love you for it. And then there's another group of people that will hate you for it. And they, they refuse to accept it and that's fine. That's their choice, but been there, done it, have the experience at the highest level. So, and that, that's, from everything I do, I just put it all out there. And, and I've always accepted people will love you or hate you. I want them to at least hate me for being me.
1: Unfortunately, there's a lot of fans out there that will hear you saying negative things and go, oh, he's just jaded because he doesn't work there anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you hear, they, he's bitter, he's angry, he got fired. Not true, I walked away and it was by choice and things. And I'm speaking up for the people there because I want wrestling to be better. Yeah. And I'm excited, we got AEW here, and I'm very, I'm very happy for Cody and everybody involved in that. And they have a huge advantage with wrestling, wrestling right now because they're starting fresh mm-hmm. and they could do it right. And they could do wrestling better than WWE. Now are they gonna come in and take over right away? Not right away, but if they put out a great product and they take care of the wrestlers, every pro wrestler will wanna go wrestle there.
1: One particular quote in your last podcast was that you were surprised more wrestlers didn't die on the road, like driving on yeah. 45 minutes sleep or whatever it happens mm-hmm. to be. When you go to these new cities, you're basically on your own to find a rental car, find a hotel when you're working for WWE. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you have to – that's
0: something – that's why younger guys, you got to – They told us, Steve Kern always told us in Florida Championship Wrestling, you're not just a pro wrestler. He goes, You're a professional traveler. He goes, You got to be a professional. He's like, It's like a rock star lifestyle. On top of, You got to be. You got to be capable of finding gyms in every every uh, city that you go to, finding good food on the road to take care of yourself, being sociable with people and, and just being approachable at different times when you don't want to be. And, and then you got to be a, a pro wrestler on top of all that. And, yeah. And it's just you have to have nerves of steel. It is not there. There's not a job in the world like it, but. It's, it's up to you to take care of all that stuff. And not a lot of people understand that. It's not, it's not just show up to the building and take a flight out of there. It's, you're driving late at night and there was, there was somebody that, like, who are you to talk about the travel and <laughs> been there my entire adult life. And I've seen it and I've been, I've been on 45 minutes of sleep doing media on, on, a, on a Tuesday for SmackDown or a Monday coming in and, and driving to the next town and my head bobbing up and down And whatnot, and in trying to drink a coffee, pulling over on the side of the road and semi trucks are driving by the car. It happens to the guys all the time. And we've talked about it. it. It's amazing that nothing has happened in just the situations that you're put in all the time. And that's what it is. Everybody knows what it is. And whatnot but it's just telling a very realistic side of what pro wrestlers go through
1: would the solution be to treat this like an nhl nfl mlb team where everybody rides the bus everybody stays in the same hotel yeah see that's so that's a tough
0: thing because like i always loved the freedom of it in all seriousness i loved being able to listen to audiobooks driving by myself all the time and yeah again in on the european tours you're kind of all you're around each other so much as it is. Yeah. So you enjoy when you're able to kind of get away for those brief periods. At least I enjoyed that because I enjoyed being around everyone when you're there for the most part. But I don't know if busing is the answer because there, again, so those there's, there's an off season and that stuff, there's no off season in wrestling and it's a very just tedious lifestyle. And I don't know if that's the answer either. Yeah. Or it's, is there, do you have drivers for everybody? I don't know. There's, there's definitely a better way. I know that much now. It's finding a happy medium from what wrestlers want and, and what's good overall. What is your last official match as of right now? My last match I've had yeah. was last. So that was, it just happened by, it was a blessing actually, everything. And I'll tell you about my dog, Sophie, how what life works out in really weird ways. It was an appearance in Michigan where I was supposed to, I signed for nine shows. And nine indie shows? Nine, you know, yeah, for, it was wow. a contract to do nine shows for him. And they did one show. They brought in a bunch of names. I wasn't even wrestling on the show. I wasn't advertised. It was a surprise appearance at the end. Come out and hit a spine buster, meat hook and shell shock somebody and build up for the other eight shows. Well, they didn't draw very well, and they had they had I think they had like six or seven different names there, and then the guy the other eight shows didn't happen, so that (laughs) my last appearance was last year, and I don't know if it's been about eight months now. Was that though? It wasn't even a regular match. It the one before that was a couple weeks before that, and it was probably I'd have to go back, but it was it was later last year, and whatnot. But my dog Sophie is uh, randomly she's three and a half years old. When she was two, a little after two, she got diagnosed with disc disease in her back. And I'm going through all my stuff. Yeah. And they always say, like, dogs take on their owners. And she's broke her back four times in the last uh, 16, 17 months. What kind of dog is she? A little French bulldog. So if you follow on the Instagram yeah. the people, they could see I got Sophie and little guy. <laughs> and, uh, which I named him a nickname. and uh,
1: <laughs> Big guy and little guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, no, so... I love, if you know me, I love dogs more than anything. She became my number one priority along with the Feed Me More Nutrition, the podcast. And luckily and with investing, I work from home and I'm okay. These
1: are all the jobs that
0: Ryback has by the social way. Social media is a job. It's a very, very serious yeah. job. And uh, she, I did not want to put her down. Um, But they've never seen a dog break their back four times. And it was all under a year that she broke her back, essentially, four times or just over a year. And uh, she was fully paralyzed the first two times. So um, she could never play or run again because she has three more discs still susceptible to being broken. And she's the happiest, most loving dog I've ever had. So I'm very fortunate to be able to take care of her. But uh, it's been tough. I had to cancel some appearances, and I've not traveled for a bit because... I can't, I don't have anything to do with her. I can't, I have to carry her up and down stairs every, every day. I have to take her out on a leash. I have little guy, I can't have play with her. They listen to me and I have to control them. I'm very scared. I can't take her to a a boarding because with other dogs, she's, and this has happened already. Like another dog came around her and she freaked out Mm. and she broke her back again. So I'm in a very kind of tough position with it. I'm just enjoying my time with her as much as I can. Yeah. I'm hoping. I'm I'm praying that she's going to be cool and but I need to figure out down the road when I am traveling a little more again how I'm going to the fix on this, but it's a tough situation, but she's the best.
1: I know you were sending some tweets out to people in AEW basically saying, "Hey, I'm ready to go if you want to hire me." Have you heard anything back from them? No, so I, ha- I haven't said that. I did not, that that might be I I maybe took some liberties there,
0: okay? (laughs) I I congratulated them Uh um, as a pro wrestling fan that I'm happy for pro wrestling and for pro wrestlers. I I can be honest, I don't know if I'm ever going to wrestle another day in my life. And I would be, I don't know. I don't know what the future holds. I feel better than I felt in a long time. If the right opportunity comes along, I need, and I've said all along, I need to be, I need to be able to be better than I was that when I left. I need to come back in better shape. I need to come back a better wrestler. And, and I believe I'm close to being able to do that. So with, uh, and they're going to do two more stem cells in July and they're going to, they got a new process. I think with exosomes, they hook you up to an IV and why they do the procedure. And, um, it helps with healing even further. And like, this is a job in itself every day. I do rehab stuff with like softballs and lacrosse balls. And, in all these different uh, shoulder exercises that are on top of my training. And, uh, it's been a very mentally, if you would ask me like two years ago, this is and I tell people, this is why I didn't sign with anybody or anything. I couldn't physically couldn't, I knew an independence gave me enough. I shouldn't even have done the independence when I left. And my doctor told me not to, Mm -hmm. um, money was great for two years. And I took full advantage of it because, as you know, when you start a supplement company and do other business ventures, it takes a lot of capital to get that going. And I bet on myself. I didn't take a loan. I used all my own money because I'm so confident in what I'm doing, and I want to hold myself accountable. That if this fails, it failed because of me, yeah. and it failed, and it's my money. And I don't want to. I don't want to lose anyone else's money. So, and it holds me accountable. But um, we're getting close. And uh, I said, I told you down there. I said, if I I'd like to give it to the end of the year. And see see how I feel because I don't want to. What I don't want to happen is I don't want to come back, and come back and be in the same position I was in. Yeah. But granted, that was from an, the backpack stunner doing that move. The the ass bumps. The compression is what caused my Rhino
1: was just talking about that. He said it was a blessing in disguise that they banned the pile driver. Yeah. Because he didn't have to bump on his ass.
0: And that's if you look at Hogan with all his hips and back problems. In and, and so Austin with Austin, the stunner. The stunner yeah. the, the backpack stunner is all the guy's weight on my back and I would be the one that took the whole blow landing so they wouldn't have to take it yeah. on it. And William Regal told me my when I was Skip Sheffield, he said he goes, You're gonna destroy yourself doing that. And I go he goes he goes, I would pick a different finisher, which I ended up doing. But then as I came back, I started doing it on like live events and you don't feel anything while you're doing it yeah. and then I just, I didn't put it together for a while then finally I just realized, oh, I wonder if this is what's doing it. So I didn't do it as much but the damage had been done. So, mm-hmm. because like I said, it's, the discs were completely worn out and um, getting the nerve and the pain and waking up and. I sympathize with people with back pain and like it was it puts you it's really hard to be positive when you're hurting all the time too. But you are a
1: very positive person.
0: I am and I, but I also will acknowledge negativity and use it at times with the anger and then I take a breath and I regroup very Hulk like and <laughs> smash something and then once I smash something I'm back to being doing my meditation and being at peace.
1: I feel like maybe with you wearing the suit, you, you know, with all the business ventures, maybe you're Tricking looking, people. We're all just <laughs> tricking people here. But right maybe now. you're looking to get into politics. No, no, no. Stay
0: away. That We'll leave that to Dolph Ziggler. Oh,
1: yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just, or, and he, Rhino too. Rhino is, you know, running for office as well. I just believe in just doing my thing and uh, putting out a
0: good message and trying to help people, and like I said. and. Uh, I like, like Tony Robbins, I like Tony Robbins. What he he's just helps people, he's himself, he's done well for himself. Gary Vaynerchuk, not Tony Robbins, but he's Gary Vaynerchuk. He mm-hmm. says fuck you all the time and I love him. I love you, Gary. <laughs> and that's, it. that's, I'm kind of a blend of all that, I feel. So I just, and for me, and that's what I've just, with social media and my podcast, I was like, I'm just gonna be me. And that's my best advice for people, just be yourself. Mm-hmm. And people will love you or hate you, but at least they will love or hate you for you being you and not being fake.
1: Are you keeping up with WWE's current product? I do. I
0: still watch. Um, they have not canceled my network subscription. I'm sure that's by design to keep <laughs> me watching. And uh, no, I keep track of my my friends and everybody up there. There's a lot of people I care about there. Believe it or not, like well, the guys.
1: as a wrestling fan, uh, and, I, and I'm with you on this one. It feels like um, this might be the perfect time for AEW to debut because WWE is just kind of giving us the same stuff. Yes. Yeah,
0: so I. It. So again. They're running it like a business. They're putting out a lot of product. And I've said this on the podcast time and time again. The And this was part of my issue with my ankle stuff I've talked about, but how they book talent and whatnot is in those creative meetings, If the directive of the meetings was... We sit down and we have all these superstars, and we have a TV show. And if the directive and the mindset was, "How are we going to make superstars today? How are we going to make these guys worth more money than they're gonna, than this week, next week than they are this week, right. or next month than they are this month?" If that was the mindset they had, and they used to have it at one point, for the most part, if that was the mindset, they were wrestling would be in a completely different place right now. Um, but instead, it's. How can we control guys? How can we take away momentum? Who could we use that we could use in a top slot, but maybe not let, get that over. And it's that's just the way that the company runs its business, and that's their choice, and they're allowed to do that. And
1: they're very successful at it. Like I, I think from that, a financial think, yes. standpoint,
0: they are. They they are. But from a pro wrestling standpoint, in creating superstars, that is, it's not good for the fans, and it's not good for the pro wrestlers. Pro wrestlers don't make as much money as they should, and, and the fans don't get the product that they should. Mm-hmm. And it is. It's not. It's not that hard. It's not rocket science. It's not hard to go out and make superstars. Braun Strowman's red hot. Make Braun Strowman even hotter. How hard is that? It's not hard. Rusev is hot. How do you make Rusev hotter? Figure it out. That's the question you got to ask yeah. rather than let's just have them lose every pay-per-view. So that's their choice and that's what they're allowed to do. Now, Cody, AEW, everybody there, they're
1: allowed to come in and do it their way. So. What was your reaction when you heard CM Punk's comments about you on yeah. Colts podcast? I didn't... So I didn't... I've still not
0: listened to the entire thing. I don't need to. Colt came up to me and apologized uh, at an independent show years ago, uh, said he was deeply sorry for even being a part of that Mm -hmm. and whatnot. And I've always said, you know, Punk, I'm happy that he went on and did his thing and tried, you know, whether he won or lost, that he took a chance and bet on himself. I commend that. It's, one, steroid guy, completely false. That's an insecurity of his because he has a shit physique. And I like Phil. He has a great work ethic and he was a great pro wrestler. But that's just jealousy and insecurity straight up. So
1: you're saying you're completely clean?
0: Completely clean. I'm completely against steroid use. So the fact that he even has to, that's part of his argument on that. And second, there was personal issues with that. We always got along up until that whole thing. When money comes into play, I always tell people, in this, I got along with everybody in pro wrestling, everybody, except for two people. And who are the top people? The two top people, CM Punk and John Cena. You don't get along with Cena? No, neither of those guys. And and it is when I, I respect and admire everything they've done with their lives, but people have to look at it, and it is a business, it's very political, and I'm okay not getting along with those two guys, mm-hmm. and it doesn't—I do not lose any sleep over it. So.
1: Well, John Cena is a very nice man to me. I... No, John's very
0: nice to a lot of people. Yeah. But when money comes into play, and I just there's situations and stories, and I've talked about it, people change and whatnot, and you're not—you're not in competition with them. So, and that sometimes can bring out the worst in people in that environment.
1: So, is that what hurt your push? Because you were clearly no. on pace to be the champion. I can't
0: tell you. I honestly, only WWE can tell you that. And I always tell people I was, is, I played every role to a T that it was asked of me. Whether win or lose, I went out there, I was believable. And I think it's a testament to everything that a lot of people think I should have won the wwe title yeah so i think it's a testament to how i played every role and every it's like every talent there they only do you can only do what they tell you to go out and do mm-hmm. so it's people that say oh you lost the big one or this the big ones it's i won i played the role it's like you don't say an actor because he gets killed in the scene that he he lost he was a loser and so pro wrestling is the exact same thing as far as that goes but it's just portrayed a little differently.
1: So like how you were obviously on the path to win the title what changed I don't know I think in everything the momentum
0: everything was there yeah and uh, we had lightning in a bottle and it was I'm very thankful for the fans during that period and the reactions and the talent yeah. that, from the local talent to all the WWE superstars it was a, a really cool about one year period with all of that but it was It was, like I said it was showing up every week and Oh God, what are we going to do this week to take the momentum away? And, and that is what happened. But, and I've talked about it with my ankle injury <clears throat> and having to get attorneys before I ever came back as ride back. I was fired before I ever, after Nexus, they sent me to a doctor that, that botched the entire surgery. They thought I would never be able to wrestle again. Uh, cause I had, I had permanent nerve damage from it and they fired me. And I had to get attorneys and keep my job and and threaten them back. And it ended up finally got an opportunity to come back. And I butted heads with them a little bit and they brought me back. And I told them straight up, I told John Laurinaitis, I said, you put me back on TV and one year I'll be the biggest superstar you you have. And then I could honestly say, and I I was right up there. And that one year from the time that phone call took place. Um, And unfortunately though, I always, I feel knowing things that I know that they always held that against me. And in along with their mindset of people not getting too big anyways, unless they want you to get to a certain level. So, but all I can say, I played every role to a T asked of me, and that's all anyone can do.
1: Well, people don't realize that you have like such a business mind and an entrepreneurial yeah. mind. It's Ooh. actually kind of what led to your firing. Like you were counting the gate and the money and figuring like, where's, where's my money? Like, why is this not? So, the, yeah,
0: no, so I never was fired. No, I would have walked away from WWE. Sorry, your but, release, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, but it was, wasn't even... Oh, you leaving, yeah, okay. I just, my contract expired. I did not resign with them. And so that was another thing. And I think people need to understand in this, and this, WWE puts out false information on people to yeah. try to get them to hurt their brand, especially with when people leaving tell them, tell them fuck you when they leave. Yeah. They're not happy about that. And yeah. I had to get, in, in terms, so my apologies. Yeah, no, it was, so my, and I could tell you the exact situation that happened with that, I told them, fuck you, take me off your TV, and I left. I walked out of St. Louis and I went home. They tried to stop my pay, and they weren't gonna pay me while I wrote out my contract. So I went on injury pay and got my ear and nose fixed. And they paid me all the way up until my contract expired on August 8th, I believe. And if you remember, I released them and and wished them the best in their future endeavors in an online video. Because they were trying to fire me. They wanted me to get cleared. I didn't get cleared until the day my contract ran up so that they could not publicly say they fired me. Because that is what they usually will try to do to a talent to make them look bad in the situation. But you guys didn't get me. So...
1: When you were in the ring, who came up with the you yelling stupid at people? I don't know whether, I just, just, I just say things off it the top of my great. head. It was great. That was, uh, adults
0: like that a lot, actually, believe it or not. And, of uh, course. Kids' parents would come up to me and hit their head and do the stupid, and, uh, oh, I like it when you do that. And they go, I don't know why, but I do. And, uh, yeah, just in the ring, One, I don't know if it was like a local talent. I don't know if they messed up on something. And I just... I would just act and react. That was always uh, down at Florida Championship Wrestling. Um, act and react. And I think that makes the best pro wrestlers.
1: That's just good life advice, too.
0: Yeah. Seriously. Feed Me More was just, I just screamed it. And I'd said it years ago when I was uh, down and out working at Smoky Bones. And the cooks would always make me food. And I would always, they'd always call me Feed Me More because they would they would cook and I'd always eat. And I was like, I'm going to use that. And I would say it in the restaurant. And it just came out one day and uh and then it was like, we have something with that
1: and then it caught on, and then if if correct me if I'm wrong, they asked you to stop using it once you were really, really over
0: yeah, they actually uh so I was the number two merchandise seller at the time, and um they were gonna turn me heel after, and that was the other thing with the the Mark Henry deal falling on my face, which was that was probably the toughest uh out of all of it that one really, really made no sense at all because I was going from that. And I we knew I was going on to John Cena after that. So it just, this is why I tell people, if you just look at the history, you can clearly see there's something going on, yeah. on with momentum and stuff. But um, Vince, this came directly from Vince. Uh, I actually took away the Feed Me More because I didn't want Feed Me More to be affiliated with me with what they were doing. Vince came up and said, we're taking away all your merchandise, which makes no sense. He goes, you're going to be a heel. You're not going to sell merchandise. This was just their way of the destroying everything f- fully. Hmm. And then I said, I go, well, take away Feed Me More, too, if you're going to do that. And so they took it away. And that was it for the time being on that until I came back. As, uh, what was your last official WWE match? Callisto, um, Payback, I believe in Chicago where I mocked CM Punk, the pre-show stopper belt. So, which they were furious over. Um, and uh, Kevin Dunn was in John Cohn's ear the entire time. And I just told him, I go tell them to go fuck themselves. Wow. And uh, that was, I left, I didn't talk to anyone. Went and I, I think me and Ziggler went and got wings at Hooters. The best. The best. Yeah. I go to St. Louis. And uh, I saw the, the booking for the day, and they were going to start, because I hadn't signed the new contract they gave me, so the games had already started, and uh, I just, I'm done. And I just, I sat there for a bit, and I, I thought it through fully, and I'd already was close to, I was just kind of just waiting. Yeah. And I go, this is it. And yeah. I went and said what I had to say, and they said, Do you want to go talk to Vince? And uh, I said, I never want to fucking talk to him again, and I left.
1: Wow. Yeah. I guess the most important question, though, is what flavor of wings. Uh, I always go the uh, hot, hot. Is, hot. Okay. Yeah. I'm a KC barbecue guy. If I'm
0: doing a Buffalo Wild Wings, though, I like par- uh, Parmesan garlic.
1: Okay. I, I honestly can't believe that someone like you eats wings. Yeah, I don't. Not a lot anymore, though. I, I I have a low fat
0: diet for the most part. But if I'm gonna have a cheat, a good pizza and wings, man, you can't you can't beat
1: that. That's pretty much what's running through my blood at all times. How do you stay in shape? Feed me oh, more nutrition. That's it. Yeah. No, it's. Uh, we talked about this a bit on your podcast. I'm like uh, something green, a protein, and a carb for every meal. Yeah. And then I figure if I'm eating five-ish, six-ish times a day, if I have pizza once or twice a week, it's fine. Yeah. Because I've eaten 42 meals that week. Who cares if two of them are pizza? Yeah. I know yeah. you're eating, and you're you're on a completely different diet than that.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's constant work, but because when you're, <laughs> I've actually. Uh, I, I, I've tried, it was intermittent fasting for a long time. I was doing 18 or 20 hour fast every day, only eating in a four hour window. Wow. So I was a fraud. Feed me more was literally- <laughs> Feed me less. Feed me less. Yeah. And uh, no, it was. Uh, it, it ended up actually slowing my metabolism down because it. I need a certain level of, of calories. I probably need between four and 5,000 calories a day for how active I am. I burn anywhere from keeping track I burn anywhere from two to 3,000 calories easily a day. Wow. So I actually was going, my metabolism had slowed down doing that, and it's it's starting to kick back up now, and I'm starting to finally, like I had to adjust, I haven't been able to squat, deadlift. I just started last week uh, doing all this again, doing a lot of machine workouts for the last two years because I had to work around my injuries and allow myself to heal and whatnot. But I tell people it's really mentally, I knew I stopped doing like my boxing, my jujitsu, my Muay Thai, the things I was physically going, even when I left WWE, really pushing myself. And I just said, I have to stop all of this. And it was the toughest thing I've ever had to do in my life as far as shutting down Mm -hmm. and not knowing because I knew if I didn't, I might be able to go for another year maybe and kind of ride through the pain. And I was like, but I was like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be in a wheelchair after this, if I keep this up. And so I had to take this I had to let go of the competitive just drive in me yeah. and just look from within and just focus on my business stuff, focus on my dogs and in life because yeah. otherwise there was going to be no future in wrestling or just being active in the quality of your life. And it was, it was tough, man.
1: It was a really tough thing. Well, I know you're a really positive person. You put out a lot of positive messages. Are you okay holding this animosity against Punk, Cena, and Vince? So, no, those guys, I don't give them any thought. Okay. If you ask a question, I'm going to just answer, honestly. Sure. Okay. Like I don't
0: go home and, like, have a dartboard of fucking CM Punk and John Cena and Vince. And the, I actually just... Rod McMahon, Vince's brother, just messaged me yesterday, and had we were going back and forth. He oh. bought my supplements. Thank you, Rod. And uh, just... I don't like, and he was asking me about a few things and, and he said, oh, Vince always spoke highly of you. And I'm not going to, I don't, don't bash Vince to him. It's his brother and and whatnot, but like, I don't lose any sleep over I'm just, I'm so confident. I believe I wish more wrestlers. I just say how I feel and I'm confident if Vince called me and and talked, wanted to talk to me, I would talk to him. Okay. But I would honestly, I've always just been direct and I believe that is the best way to be and not be a fraud and not say one thing. If you ask me about my thoughts on them, I'm going to tell you my thoughts, and I wish them the best. They've done great for themselves, and I want nothing but the best. But in that environment, when we were competing, I did not like it, and that's and that's and we, that's just the, the 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 truth of the situation. Uh, what exactly is a ryback? Because that's now your.
1: That's not yeah, your name. Yeah,
0: right? it's my name. Yeah. And, uh, You're not Ryan anymore. It, it's a Silverback and Ryan. Born Ryan and the first nickname Silverback. Yeah, And when you drink a whole bottle of uh, Burnett's vodka in Louisville, Kentucky, Chris, and uh, maybe have a little grizzly chewing tobacco in your lip and Terminator 2 comes on, Ryback is created. So your license says Ryback. Everything says Ryback. Wow. Yeah, full blown. It's the valet girl. I just went down and valeted. The red devil and she looks at me she goes what's your name i go ryback reeves she goes what <laughs> she uh so it's uh it had to be done though for the at the time for, for trademark to, for everything for legal for legal reasons yeah. to use it to on independence and i'm the the proud owner of feed me more and the big guy in dietary supplements and entertainment and clothing um and soon to be ryback so it is uh really, really cool thing. Um, And then maybe down the road, I'll change my name back to Ryan. uh, Once all that's all squared up, so.
1: It sounds like even if you don't go back into the ring, you've got things pretty figured out right now. You're doing really well. We
0: live in a day and age, Chris, where with social media, we could do and be whatever we want. And all you have to do is apply yourself and try. And that's when I told you social media is a job. I had to stop the fact, I had to tell myself this, I might not ever wrestle again, even though I'm positive, I'm going to wrestle again. I had to tell myself that so that I would focus on these other things because if I kept just held in my head, I'm going to be a pro wrestler. I can go back. The money is going to be there. I had to know I have to create new revenue streams and I have to take advantage of what we have now. And back 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, this technology wasn't available to us. And now we can literally do and be anything we want. There's no filter. There's no... I could put content out, and people are going to tell me if they like it or not. It's a direct, and, and so, and if they don't like it, okay, I got to figure out what they do like. And it's like I told you with the social media, and I kind of took the wrong approach for a while because I didn't care, and I was selling, and I was like, well, I'm just going to put my shit out there, and I'm not going, I don't want to deal with the negativity, and I didn't look at it. I had apps putting out everything for me, and it was the, it was a really tough lesson to learn. I was like, that I was not engaging with people that actually liked me. And so and that was a really, it was something that just changed everything in my mindset. But, yeah, this day and age, I just tell people, just ask yourself what you want to do and do it. So, but pro wrestling is always going to be there. It's, it's that, not going anywhere.
1: That is honestly, that is great advice. Yeah. Um, I appreciate your time. Thank you for making this happen. Conversation with the big guy. Feed Me More Nutrition. Available on FeedMeMore.com and Amazon.
0: Podcast Conversation with the Big Guy on iTunes, Google Play, and any other podcast platforms.
1: That's awesome. Ryback, right thank, thank you. Thank you very much, buddy. It's a large hand. <laughs> All right. Thank you for hanging out with us for my conversation with the big guy Ryback. And it's not hard after listening to that to have a whole new respect for him. That interview is now closing in on half a million views on YouTube. And if you haven't seen it on there, Uh, If for no other reason, you should check this out just to see how small I look, a normal sized human next to a 300 pound monster. So thanks for listening. Thanks to our sponsors, Green Roads. Go to greenroadsworld.com to get 15% off your order of CBD products. And also, Samson Technologies for this badass podcasting gear. SamsonTech.com is where you can find them at. And of course, you can find me all across social media. I am at Chris Van Vliet on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and of course, on YouTube.